the giant shark that terrorized the oceans some 20 million years ago. For 13 million years, this 60-ton beast dominated the warm waters of our planet. Though, some believe that the Meg still lives in the most remote and deepest parts of the ocean. It's a hot summer day. It seems only logical to go for a swim in the sea. You're floating on your back, completely relaxed. Your eyes are closed. Your breath is even. Waters pleasantly cool around your body. A light breeze touches your face. You feel calm enough to doze off. Suddenly, something bumps into your leg. Yanked out of your half-slumber, you begin to flail until you're face-to-face -face with the invisible danger. Luckily, all you spot is a couple of easily recognizable fins and cute smiley snouts. Phew, just dolphins. Guess you're lucky to meet them in the wild. These amazing creatures are so close, you can touch them. You've heard people say dolphins' skin feels rubbery, but to your mind, it's more like the inner part of a hard-boiled egg. One of the animals is so close to you that its salty smell fills your nostrils. You know, though, that dolphins don't have sweat glands. It means they don't sweat and are pretty much odorless. The smell you sense comes from the water they swim in. The largest and most ferocious predator to ever haunt the oceans, the megalodon shark dominated the seas for centuries before coming extinct millions of years ago. However, scientists managed to discover very few remnants of the giant shark. Everything we know about the great beast, we've learned thanks to fossils of its giant teeth which are just about the size of the average human hand. A megalodon skeleton has never been discovered. Shark skeletons are made mostly of cartilage, meaning that they decompose quickly. Luckily, sharks continuously shed and regrow teeth throughout their lives. One shark can go through 40,000 teeth in a single lifetime. Scientists have managed to study different types of shark species based on their teeth alone. The megalodon shark had around 276 teeth. When they fell out, those teeth landed in the seabed where they stayed for millions of years, fossilizing. Scientists found those teeth, and they're the only real record we have of the megalodon's existence. Megalodon teeth have been discovered all over the world. It means that unlike other marine animals of its time, the megalodon was intercontinental. Even today, most sharks and marine animals tend to stick to one sea or ocean. The megalodon shark swam freely around the world, moving between tropical and subtropical waters. Megalodon teeth have been found in every continent apart from the freezing cold waters of Antarctica. When a megalodon makes a starring appearance in a movie or TV show, it's portrayed to look like a giant version of a great white shark. Scientists previously believed that the megalodon and the great white shark both descended from one common ancestor. Still, it's not true. In fact, it's more likely that the megalodon was the arch enemy of the great white shark's ancestor, the broad-toothed mako shark. That means megalodon wouldn't have looked so similar to the great white after all. In reality, the megalodon would have a shorter nose than the great white along with longer pectoral fins to give the giant shark a stockier and more threatening build. They both had an excellent sense of smell though, so even in prehistoric times, it wasn't a good idea to go swimming with a chunk of raw meat in hand. And it certainly isn't safe now. Whether the Meg's hiding somewhere in the depths, which some still believe is true, or it's gone forever, younger cousins will still be there waiting. Also, both of them like to go after big marine mammals, so they would certainly have things to do together. That is, until the Meg got moody and accidentally ate its friend. Eh, you never know. These guys had a different hunting style. 
great whites prefer to dive straight towards their prey and find its softest spot, like exposed legs or underbelly. Sometimes, an entire tooth would be found embedded in a bone of some bigger animal, such as a whale. Without the main parts they use for swimming, poor sea animals were then helpless and unable to escape. Yet whales were just a smaller part of Megalodon's diet. Seals, sea cows, squids, dolphins, other sharks… The good old Meg probably wouldn't say no to some random school of smaller fish swimming into its mouth either. Nothing better than a good snack after a big tasty dinner. Even those giant turtles weren't safe with their thick shells. The Meg probably took them as a dare challenge on a daily basis. Scientists have used computer simulations to try and work out the hunting style of the ancient shark. Using this technology, scientists have discovered that the Megalodon's attack style was very different from that of modern-day sharks. Modern sharks dive straight for their prey's most vulnerable spot, for example, the soft underbelly of a seal. The Megalodon's teeth were uniquely suited to biting through tougher areas of cartilage. So, evidence suggests that a Megalodon would first chew the tougher fins of their prey, rendering them unable to swim away before launching into their final attack. Scientists believe that, over time, sea levels dropped and the ocean temperatures went down rapidly. Over a third of all marine life was wiped out as the oceans cooled and a number of animals at the bottom of the food chain plummeted. This had a catastrophic effect on the hungry predators at the top. Sorry guys. It became way too cold for these sun-loving sharks too, which made it difficult for them to reproduce since they gave birth in warm waters. The megalodon is usually described as a sort of giant great white shark, but this is just a common myth. In fact, the ancestors of today's great white existed at the same time as the Meg. But they weren't best buddies, and were even in competition with each other. The great white shark was a better hunter, using its smaller size and agility to snap up the Meg's prey quickly. They were also known to eat Meg pups, who were only half their size. This didn't help the whole extinction thing. Even infant megalodons were huge, coming in at just under 7 feet. While a great white was no match for an adult Meg in a head-to-head fight, they sure weren't scared of stealing their food. This only left the bigger fish and whales for the Meg, but its food supplies began to run out as the whales swam to the cooler new seas. The whales adapted to prefer the colder temperatures, leaving our friend the Meg behind. The Megalodons either starved or were frozen into extinction by the Ice Age. Rather than a great white, the Megalodon is more like a modern bull shark. It had a short snout, flat lower jaw, and huge pectoral fins to support its massive weight and size. As scary as they are, these sharks were actually caring family guys. Several megalodon nursery areas have been discovered in Florida, Maryland, and Panama. They gave birth to their young in shallow water environments. We know this from discovering loads of tiny megalodon teeth found in these areas. Gee, I wonder if they had nannies, too. But how come there are so many megalodon teeth out there for us to analyze? Well, due to their messy, aggressive eating habits, sharks regularly lose their teeth. They lose a set of teeth every one to two weeks. That's 40,000 teeth in a lifetime. They must rake in a fortune from the tooth fairy. Because of this, their teeth were continuously raining down to the ocean floor. Luckily for us, they're also the hardest part of a shark skeleton, which is why so many teeth have survived and become fossilized. It's fair to say that the first discoveries of the Meg's teeth confused people. Early discoverers thought the Meg's teeth were petrified tongues of ancient serpent creatures. They even used to call them tongue stones. It's also a common myth that the Megalodon was around at the same time as the dinosaurs, although this would have been pretty cool. 
The dinosaurs were wiped out around 66 million years ago, but the megalodons came much later. The oldest meg fossil is only around 23 million years old, but it's tricky to pinpoint the exact date. After all, calendars weren't invented yet. They became extinct way before humans even evolved. The earliest Homo sapiens, which is a fancy name for the first humans, emerged about 2.5 million years ago. But what if the megalodon shark didn't go extinct? Whale populations have dropped drastically since these guys were last round, so there'd be way fewer whales for them to chomp down on. Whales have also gotten a lot smarter and learned new defensive moves, making them way harder to take down. It's estimated that they ate around 12 tons of food each day. If they were still around and eating that much, they'd be forced to eat smaller fish, and there'd be barely enough big fish for us humans to survive on. The naughty megalodons would also be able to track fishing boats and steal the fish that they worked hard to collect. It's safe to say we'd see a lot less fish in the aisles of your neighborhood supermarket. As our ocean temperatures are heating up again, the sharks would also thrive and reproduce faster than ever. There'd be more and more of these giant eating machines in the water, reducing our fish supply even more. It would also cause massive problems for cargo ships and cruising vessels. Imagine coming into contact with one of these bad boys while you're sunbathing on the deck. Even beachgoers would be hard hit. Megalodons give birth in shallow waters, so many of our favorite beaches would quickly become dangerous shark nursing grounds. Hey, where did that beach volleyball game go? They were playing just a moment ago. The Megalodon is the world's most famous ancient predator. Big, dangerous, and deadly. The Meg went extinct about 3.6 million years ago. Or maybe it didn't. Some people claim to have seen the giant sharks. Others believe megalodons are hiding from us deep in the ocean, where people had never been, such as in the Mariana Trench. Also, people constantly find megalodon teeth. Some think it's because the giant sharks still exist, but are just trying to avoid attracting attention. Let's compare a human to this sea monster. In the left corner, we have an average person, 5 feet 10 inches tall and weighing 136 pounds. In the right corner, a megalodon. Average length, 34 feet. Weight, about 50 tons. So we're up against an animal the size of a school bus, which has the mass of a Boeing 737. Let's take a closer look at the megalodon. Of course, it has teeth. Each one is 7.1 inches long. These are the largest teeth of any shark species that has ever lived. The megalodon also had more teeth than any other animal. 250 teeth in five rows. Its jaw may have been 6.6 .6 feet wide. You could lie inside its mouth and feel quite comfortable. Of course, only if you could forget that you were lying in the mouth of an ancient predator. If you put on an exoskeleton made of titanium, an encounter with the Meg wouldn't be so dangerous. But its jaws are still capable of damaging even something as tough as this. Doctors say prevention is more important than treatment. So what could you do to prevent a megalodon from thinking you could be its next meal? The chance of being attacked by a shark is much less if you're in a group of people. The shark understands that attacking lots of people could be dangerous. So it'll retreat peacefully. Unless it's with a group of other megalodons, of course. For the same reason, don't swim too far from the shore. A megalodon can hear the vibrations in the water if there's a large number of people on the beach. But if you're alone in deep water, 
there's nothing to stop it from attacking you. Also, avoid swimming in murky water. Megalodons often tried to drive their prey into patches of water like this, so the shark might think you're its dinner if you end up there. Oh, and never swim at night. This is when sharks are most active. Megalodons also had an incredible sense of smell. It's often said that sharks can smell a drop of blood across the ocean. This is not a myth, it's true, though it's a little exaggerated. Sharks have a great sense of smell, and they can detect blood from a quarter of a mile away. So before you go swimming, make sure you have no open wounds or scratches. This will not only protect you, but also other people swimming on the beach. When a megalodon picks up the smell of blood, it switches to hunting mode. From this point on, the shark probably won't be scared away by anything. Now take a look at this fishing glitter. It shines and flashes with different colors. Like other fish, a megalodon would probably pay attention to this kind of stuff. So take off all your jewelry before you go swimming. Otherwise, you might just become the human version of fishing glitter. Imagine that you're scuba diving and you're looking at a beautiful coral reef. Colorful fish are swimming all around. Then suddenly, all the reef-dwelling folks swim off or hide. Within a second, the reef is empty. This is a clear sign that a large predator has appeared somewhere nearby. And the words big predator in the aquatic world mean only one thing, a shark. So, get out of there! Here's the best way to protect yourself from a megalodon attack. It's the simplest and most obvious one, but people still ignore it. That's right, it's a sign. If you go to the beach and see a shark sign, don't even think about going in the water. They're already there, and they're just waiting for someone to dive in. But let's imagine that you've ignored all the warnings and signs and decided to go swimming. You suddenly hear people screaming from the beach. Someone spotted a giant fin poking out of the water. The fin is moving in your direction, and you need to decide what to do. So how can you protect yourself if the megalodon attacks you? First of all, stay calm. Yes, I know we're talking about a giant shark, but if you start panicking and hitting the water with your hands, it'll only attract its attention. Try to reach a boat or a group of people. Do it as calmly as possible. If you're completely alone, you could try not moving at all. Usually, sharks try to bite people. If it's a regular shark, there's a chance it won't be too serious. Once it's had a taste, the normal shark will probably decide to leave you alone. That's right, they actually don't find us very appetizing. But you won't have this kind of luck with a megalodon. Its jaws are so big that it can swallow you whole. So staying put is not an option. But if you encounter a megalodon in shallow water, you still have a chance of surviving. Because it's so enormous, the meg has problems maneuvering, especially in this kind of water. So if it misses with its first strike, it'll have to make a second run at you, just like a pilot trying to land a plane. This will give you time to get to the shore and to safety. But what if you're in the middle of the deep ocean? Well, then you're in big trouble. But I'll still try to save you. So let's say the Meg is swimming in your direction with its jaws wide open. A second later, it grabs you. The structure of a Megalodon's teeth means that you only hurt yourself more if you try to escape from its mouth. The only way you can survive is if you make the Meg let you go on its own. If it was an ordinary shark, 
You could try punching its nose to make that happen. But the Megalodon's skin is so thick that it won't feel the blows. So, aim for the eyes. This is its weak spot. If it feels pain, it might let you go. South Caribbean Sea, July 21st, 2047. Well, it's finally happened. The research institution you work for got word of a massive shark spotted off the coast of Panama. Local scientists confirm the impossible. It's a megalodon. And you've been sent with one mission, to study this thing up close and within. Hey, it's also your birthday, but the cake will have to wait. They've already got the specimen ready. With enough tranquilizer to take down 10 elephants, the meg is immobile. But you're on a strict time limit. The sedation will wear off in a half an hour. All right, it's go time. The head researcher slaps you on the back. Good luck down there. And remember, don't get anywhere near that turbine. All right, they set that up in front of the shark to keep water flowing through its gills. Without the continuous flow, the meg wouldn't be able to breathe. Got it. And you jump overboard. You set the timer in your watch for 25 minutes, just to be safe. The shark isn't too far under the surface. 60 feet long, weighing probably 50 tons, it's the size of a train car. She's a big girl, all right. Males wouldn't get much bigger than 40 feet. You swim closer to her, remove one of your gloves, reach out, and touch her. Her skin is like sandpaper, covered in tiny teeth-like scales. They curve toward her tail fin and reduce drag as she swims. How is it going down there? Keep it quick. It's all good, Dr. Perez. I'll be done before you know it. You pull out your tablet and open the x-ray app. You hold it in front of you and run it along her body. The screen shows all the detail in her strong muscles. The red tissue needs oxygen and helps her cruise over long distances. Then there's white muscle tissue. It isn't oxygenated and is only used for sudden bursts of speed. You switch the setting to skeletal view. All the cartilage, the same flexible stuff your ears and nose are made of. It keeps the shark lightweight, so she can zip through the water without expending too much precious energy. And zip she does, about 16 feet per second, twice as fast as the Great White. The weight of her own body would crush her internal organs on land, since sharks have no rib cage. Hmm, let's see how old you are. You zoom in on her backbone. It's calcified, just like her jaw, making them both stronger. You do a crosscut of one of the discs in your app. The vertebrae have bands. Just like rings and trees, they tell the shark's age and growth history. You count them. 15. She's about halfway through her life. Her skull is made of a denser cartilage to protect the shark's Y-shaped brain. The snout is spongy and flexible, easily taking blows without breaking. 20 minutes left on the sedation. What's your status? The lead researcher radios in again. Muscular and skeletal analyses are done. Moving on to the sensory organs. Roger that. You swim up to one of her black, beady eyes. A chill goes down your spine. It's as if she's looking right at you. A helpless piece of meat. Her next meal. Hey, girl. If only you had eyelids to let me know you're definitely knocked out. Behind her eye, you see a tiny hole. Hey, found your ear. Sharks obviously don't have outer ears, but their hearing is still impeccable. This megafish could hear you thrashing in the water from 10 football fields away. It's the low frequencies of irregular splashes that catch her attention. They mean one thing, wounded prey. From there, you follow her lateral line, a line of pores extending down the sides of her body. 
It's a special system in sharks that detects the slightest movements in the water, how far away the source is, which direction is coming from. Basically, a shark's entire body is like one giant ear. Just gonna examine your nostrils, my dear. Strictly for sniffing out prey, they don't lead to the throat and respiratory system like in humans. Meaning, sharks can't sneeze. The smallest hint of an odor runs into the nasal passage. Past folds of skin covered in sensory cells, they send the info to the olfactory bulb, which leads to the brain. In great whites, the nose can pick up a single drop of blood in an Olympic-sized pool. You look at your watch. Ten minutes left. You examine her gills. Water flows through them, and the gills extract oxygen from it. This is also where the body gets rid of CO2, essentially carrying out the function of lungs. But the oxygen to carbon dioxide exchange happens at the cellular level, and the blood is what transports it. You switch to circulatory view. There it is, the S-shaped heart. It's small compared to her body size and has only two chambers. The heart sends blood to the gills, where it picks up oxygen and moves on to the body tissues. The muscles, constantly moving and propelling the shark through the water, warm up the blood. This can only happen because the veins and arteries moving to and away from the heart are located so close to each other. Blood that's warmer than her environment and not dependent on it, unlike other fish, allows the Meg to hunt in cooler waters as well, even if she prefers warm areas. That means nothing can hide from her. Everything about her body is designed to sniff out and gobble up any prey. We're getting some fluctuations in the vitals. Come on, wrap it up. Almost done. One thing left, the thing you've been avoiding, her mouth and digestive tract. You swim up to her jaws, careful to keep your distance from the current flowing into her face. Her jaws have been propped open for better examination, and they're enormous. Ten feet across, nine feet high, you could stand in her mouth with a friend on your shoulders. They can open up to 100 degrees, enough to fit the biggest prey out there. Large fish, whales, even other sharks. She needs 2,500 pounds of food a day, more than the average person eats in a whole year. The jaws can come down with 30,000 pounds of force, like being crushed by a car. That's it for today. So hey, if you pacified your curiosity, then give the video a like and share it with your friends. Or if you want more, just click on these videos and stay on the bright side.